You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Colorado Rockies podcast for and by Rockies fans on Rocky Mountain Rooftop. Thank you for joining us as we discuss all things baseball and Colorado Rockies. everybody, welcome to another edition of Affected by Altitude, a Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Rooftop Network, the member of the Fans First Sports Network. I am your host, Skylar Timmons, this week, and joined here for the festive holidays. This is the ho- holiday spectacular episode, I guess. It's a uh, old jolly old St. Nick, Evan Lang. I'm so jolly that I didn't spend our entire pre-recording session complaining about other things. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the positive vibes here, I'm sure. You know me. I'm so bright and cheerful every day. Wake up with a with a smile and just never complain about anything ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing but positivity here on this Rockies podcast. As Evan looks like he's in a hostage situation on video. Dick Monford is just standing slightly <laughs> off screen with a gun. <laughs> oh, no. Or at least with his iPad. He just I'll he send was, it. I'll send it. I'll email. send it. So help me. I'll send it. I mean, okay, I guess. Go ahead. It's just two paragraphs, though. Consisting of three sentences each, so. Not too threatening. I mean, two paragraphs consisting of three sentences each would be more than we've heard from the Rockies organization in the past couple months. Ooh, got him. There it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Oh, set, that's how it goes here on Affected by Altitude. You set them up and I knock them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of setting it up, here's what this episode's going to look like today, Evan. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a busy week, not for the Rockies so much, but in the world of baseball. And so we're going to talk a little bit about just what's going on with the National League West and how the Rockies just aren't doing much. We're also talking about what the Royals have been doing. Again, why aren't the Rockies doing more? And then in the back half of the show, we'll have a little bit of fun. It is the holidays, time of giving and gifts. And uh, we're going to be playing a little Secret Santa. We're going to go do some holiday shopping for the Rockies for the 2024 season for the individual players. So we'll have some fun with that, at least to, to cleanse the palate before we take a break over the holidays, at least on Christmas, since that will be on a Monday. And, uh, we're not going to release a gift. That's our gift to you. You don't have an episode of the Royals for an extra week. <laughs> <laughs> but fun stuff planned here, and we might as well just hop right back into it. Evan has been a busy week there in the National League West. Everybody in the division just kind of being actively doing things. Uh, top of line, we talked about it last week, but Shohei Otani officially is a Dodger. Uh, 10 years, 700 million, though in reality, this is a super weird contract because we knew there was going to be the deferred money where no, technically he's deferred $680 million. So he's basically getting paid for 20 years. So 20 year, $700 million contract, getting paid $2 million a year at the base uh, during the 10 years of his contract while with the Dodgers. Woo! Yeah, we didn't talk as much about the deferred money last week, but it yeah, is... because we didn't know the details yet. It is 
the the way that they have structured his contract is insane where he is basically for each of these 10 years making in making about two million dollars a year so he's actually one of the lower paid dodgers uh though he will still have a cap hit in the 40 millions i think yeah but then a gigantic portion of that contract is deferred from what 2034 to for the next 10 years after the deal ends where he's going to be making like 68 million dollars a year in deferred money uh, i saw a great tweet that was uh we love a peaceful transfer of power between bobby yeah. bonilla day and shohei otani day yeah because bobby bonilla's deferred payments will end i think in 2033 and then shohei's start in 2034 yeah something like that it's i don't think we've ever we've never really seen a contract like this in terms of deferred money honestly i don't think we're ever going to see it again i think this is going to be a big deal at the cba uh negotiations in 2026 Mm -hmm. because it is it is incredibly team friendly to have basically all of the money be like that's somebody else's problem right now i'm gonna take basically nothing so that you guys can build the team around me. And Mm -hmm. that's apparently he was willing to extend that kind of deal to any other team, including the angels who the more information we have, it really just sounds like they completely dropped the ball on the whole situation. I feel super bad for their fans. Um, But yeah, Shohei Otani Dodger, extremely team friendly contract. And then they immediately go out and they make this trade for uh, Ray starting pitcher Tyler Glass now, and then immediately sign him to a $110 million extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trade for him and Manuel Margot. <laughs> as, as, as if having Shohei Otani wasn't enough for them. Now, we knew they were going to need starting pitching, which honestly they could have gotten by without signing Shohei at all because it's not like their offense needed help. And But to go out and get glass now to help that starting rotation. Still some no things to be concerned about. He's dealt with injuries and everything, but when he's healthy, he's elite. And now they add another ace into their rotation, which that 2025 rotation doesn't look fun right now. If you have Shohei, Glass now, Bueller around still, somebody else they probably get. Uh, it's just annoying that the Dodgers keep doing stuff. And they're still in the running for Yoshinobu Yamamoto at the moment. Yep, We can only uh, assume that he's going to get added. The big Japanese ace coming out of the Oryx Buffaloes, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, has met with the Dodgers, um, is meeting with other teams. It's not as much of a foregone conclusion as Shohei Otani was, but the fact that they're still in it for him. Walker Bueller is is tricky because he keeps having these injury setbacks. I don't know if he's going to be on yeah. that 2025 rotation. And then for next year, we still don't really know what the status of Clayton Kershaw is going to be. He is a free agent. But it's still, you know, the Dodgers are continuing to add and add and add. Yeah. And it's not like they're going to be hurting for pitching. Like, oh, they don't have a ace with a three ERA in the back end of their rotation. But like, they're gonna have Tony Gonsolin back. They're gonna have, they're gonna be fine down the line. Whereas the Rockies, uh, we're always hurting for arms. But so the, the Dodgers just keep doing stuff, and, and the Dodgers have plenty of pitching in yeah. their minor in the league system right now. It's net that they've never been hurting for pitching prospects, and that that will continue to be the case. 
Yeah, and, and we don't have access to post-mortem videos of Kobe Bryant pitching the Dodgers to Shohei Otani. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. Oh, here you go. Here's the ghost Here's of a video Kobe Bryant. That the late Kobe Bryant recorded in 2017 to originally try and get Shohei to come to the Dodgers. That was that show it the first time. <laughs> That's so creepy and weird to me. <laughs> no, Evan. Now in the days of AI, we, the Rockies could have any sort of celebrity person endorse the Rockies towards yeah, a like potential um, free agent. Or did you just get a commercial from dealing Doug Marino? Is he dead? I don't know. I don't think so. The guy that always surprises me, and please don't sue us that he's not dead, is uh, Frank Azar. The strong arm? Because he has, since I've been a kid, he has always been a portly fellow, let's say. Um, and he's certainly not getting any younger. <laughs> but he already wasn't super young when I was a kid. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> But it's weird situation. Uh, who would you have do like a, a video pitch? Like who would it be for the rock with like Peyton Manning? Yes. Jokic. Jokic would probably uh, Peyton, be a good one. Jokic wouldn't do it. I know, but Peyton Manning would probably be the things. one probably be the one. Peyton would love to. Uh how about Russ? Oh, Rocky's Russell country. Russell. Let's we want to bring people to the team, Evan. It's spicy. Oh, Russell Wilson. Did you ever try the Danger Witch? I don't eat at a that certain sandwich shop. Ever since they took $40 from me when I got hacked, and I asked them to help me, and they did not help. And they called me Miss Timmons. And I was like, what? That's Weird. wild. Yeah. Anyways, but, that's beside the point. Hopping <laughs> back onto the Shohei Otani <laughs> side of things. Um... The thing that really I thought was one of the most interesting things to come out of this was that he said that the Dodgers ownership told him that even though they made the playoffs 10 straight years and won a ring, they still consider the past decade a failure. And that and really that, impressed that him. Mindset, yeah, that, that mindset appealed to him that shows that winning is really their priority. Yeah, anybody could say that. Like, you got to smell something fishy when people are spewing it out like they're gonna say anything past 10 years have been a failure okay what's it like to constantly win 100 plus games sign the biggest free agents it must be so hard for you yeah oh it must be so difficult to compete for world series to like get far into the playoffs and uh, like i get the mindset they're going for like anything less than a world series title is failure but in the world of baseball, like that can't be your mindset. A successful season is making the playoffs, winning a ton of games. Honestly, it just makes me hate the Dodgers even more because it mm -hmm. comes off as extremely arrogant. Yeah. Of uh, we're consistently one of the best teams in baseball and have been every year for the past decade plus, but we only won one championship so it's not good enough we're all horrible stinking failures it's also they kind of acknowledge that they didn't really win a real world series title <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> he's turning into wario again 
Wow. That's not Waluigi. I have no idea. No, poor people's ears listening to this. Uh, (laughs) But so the Dodgers are just going to keep doing their thing. We'll probably see them do more moves. Yeah. But then over we see the Giants who have been active trying to get somebody big. There's all kinds of conversations and debates about the state of the city and everything. We won't get into that. But they get somebody and they get Jung Ho Lee from the KBO, former MVP in 2022. Injury was or injuries cut him short in 2023. He's a gold glover center fielder. Uh, he's never had a season where he hit under 318. Not a big power guy, but it's in there. Good on base, good contact. A solid little pickup for the Giants of, of a Korean star rule slot into the outfield somewhere now. The grandson of the wind, because his father, who also played baseball in Korea, was known as the son of the wind. Jung Hoo Lee is, he's a guy where even though we are pretty loaded up on position players, especially outfielders, he's a guy who I wanted the Rockies to go after. But, you know, the Rockies, they don't scout and they don't really sign out of Asia for whatever reason. But this is a great pickup for the Giants. They needed help in the outfield where the outfield was kind of eh, not awful, but, you know, you can always get better. He's only 25. He has an established history of success over in the KBO. And now he's over there and he's already coming across as like, extremely likable like yeah. he do his over to crest room which is like i love you is like <laughs> how can you his... not like this guy puts on his head and he's like handsome like handsome so you've immediately got a guy who you can use as a potential face of the franchise for years to come um also expands your fan base out in korea and yeah. with um i assume you know i don't want to speak for a whole bunch of people but Koreans and Korean Americans here in the U S and he's an exciting guy to watch. So, you know, the giants haven't done a ton yet. They've, they've made a couple minor league transactions, but this was their sort of big splash here in free agency. Yeah. Because they've been in on Otani. They've missed out on Korea. They fell out on Korea on arson judge. And they, they tried things and just can't get, people with they finally got somebody in Jung Lee, which I think yeah he fits fits good with the Giants and you know hopefully it can help them along and everything but it's another things where I remember tracking last offseason of money spent by teams in the National League West and the Rockies still fall at the bottom Giants would be up there even though one of their giant contracts fell through last season but they're in there they're active trying to build up their team in some way how they can whether it's helping with public perception of where they play things like that but they're they're active in the market which is the same we can say for the Padres who are who knows what they're doing shuffling things around but it's like them and the Diamondbacks all three are just kind of doing different things but they're remaining active in the market trying to improve and, and work around the roster I mean, and the Padres are in a really tough spot because they spent a ton of what for audio listeners. My cat is in the background trying to get to my house plant. Um, the Padres have spent a ton of money over the last few seasons, 
and they weren't able to make it over the hump. And now with the death of their owner and losing uh, regional sports network deals, losing money, it already came out that they were a little cash strapped last year and they had to take a loan of about $50 million. They're now having to reconsider what is going on with them. So, you know, Blake mm-hmm. Snell is probably not going to come back. They traded Juan Soto to the New York Yankees. They are still going to try and compete, is what the team is keep saying. But they do want to. It came out this weekend. Um, they want to get back under the luxury tax threshold, especially while I assume they're figuring out ownership stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that their payroll is expected to be under two hundred million. But it's just <laughs> cats going again, climbing Ow. up on the desk, going for the. Going for the plant. Give you the play-by-play. He almost never goes for the plant. So all of a sudden, he's going for the plant. Um, It's a bummer for Padres fans. I'm really interested to see what else they do this offseason. I think the the trade they got for Juan Soto overall was pretty solid. I'm not. I don't think it was a bad return, especially considering that the Yankees are getting him for one season. He's a rental. And... They're we're they're just gonna have to play it by ear. I think they're still gonna overall be solid. They've got a really good roster still. They didn't really lose a lot of talent. Yes, it's sad to see Blake Snell go. Yes, losing Juan Soto is a bummer, but they still have a bunch of talent on that team, and you know that they're gonna be competitive. Yeah, and there's still little minor moves they can make, like not big tier free agents, but there's still some solid free agents out there they could bring in and everything to to plug some holes. And, and it's the same with the, the Diamondbacks here, where after coming to a World Series, they didn't sit back like, okay, we got this young core, and we're just going to keep moving with them. No, they're they're trying to build that up still. And no, we, we haven't talked about it, but they go out and get Eduardo Rodriguez to join their rotation. No, he's not going to be the ace of that rotation, but a solid addition to that rotation, give you some veteran influence. And they bring back Laurie Scurriel Jr., who... Had a phenomenal all-star year with the with the Diamondbacks last season. They reunite with him. No, they're not sitting idly by and like, oh, well, we did it. They're building on their success. Unlike a certain team in purple did after like 2017, 2018. Yeah, I really like both of these moves where the the Diamondbacks had a really underrated rotation. Um last year but it was it was definitely shorthanded where they really only had you know zach gallon um merrill kelly merrill kelly they added on brennan fought who who pitched really well in the playoffs but it was definitely a rotation that needed to be bolstered and eduardo rodriguez is exactly the kind of mid to back end rotation guy that you want they bring him in that rotation immediately gets better. And then the um, bringing back of Lourdes Goriel jr. He had, a, he, he is a fantastic defender in left field. I wrote about him when I was doing the gold glove finalists that he was definitely a big snub for left field. So Nolan Jones got snubbed because he didn't qualify. Uh, Lourdes Goriel jr. Just got snubbed. Mm-hmm. Um, in 778 innings in left field, he had a perfect fielding percentage. He had the second best defensive run saved and ultimate zone rating among all left fielders and the fifth best outs above average. He was really good, and he's a solid hitter as well. So that's just holding on to him continues to keep that outfield really solid with him and Corbin Carroll. 
I I like that move a lot for them. It's a really fair, honestly, I think, contract on both sides, too. It's three years, $42 million. I believe there's an option as well. I think it. I think the Diamondbacks are also going to continue to make some other moves. They don't have the yeah. same money at play um, that other teams do, but the Diamondbacks, they got their taste of winning, and they want more of that. Yeah, and... and- you know they don't have to go out and blow the the banks on on guys but you know, like they're showing you can still get a lot done with a reasonable amount of cash to hand out to guys like you don't have to go crazy but those are still solid deals for both of those players and uh, it's we'll get this more into this in the second in the second segment after the break but there's stuff you can do without spending a ton of cash you can be active and spend in free agency and still be effective. And you know, the Diamondbacks are doing that, which is good to see. And you know, I like to see them. I think we saw they were looking for a power DH. And there's plenty of options out there. There's a Jorge Soler out there. Uh, ideally, I'd like them to find maybe another lefty bat to throw into that lineup. The lefty power bat to kind of complement Corbin Carroll a little bit more. Because they've got, what, Christian Walker and El Guriel Jr., Cattell Marte's the switch. Uh, I don't know who their shortstop is anymore, but I assume he's right-handed. Uh, wasn't it Gerardo Perdomo? Yeah. So like they're pretty right-handed lineup right now. And I can't remember who – didn't they get somebody to play third base? Yes. So that was the other thing they did. They sort of kicked off everything before they signed – uh, Griel back and before they signed Eduardo Rodriguez, they made a trade with the Seattle Mariners. That's for who it is. Suarez. Suarez. That's right. Yeah, they need a left-handed bat. It was a. Uh, it feels like a lopsided trade too. Where Eugenio Suarez, you know, he's on the wrong side of thirty, but he had a he had a pretty solid season last year, minus the strikeouts. Strikeouts were bad. He led the league in strikeouts, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But they got him for a backup catcher in Sebi Savala and a young sort of untested right-handed pitcher named Carlos Vargas. And now they have a guy who's going to hit 30 dingers playing third base. Yeah, Yeah, they need to add a left-handed bat into that lineup. I would mention somebody, but I can't think of who's a power-hitting left-handed DH. Jock Peterson? That's about all I can think of. We'll trade him Chris Bryant. No, they need left-handed. Left-handed. I know, but still, we'll... We'll tell him uh, that he can hit left-handed. Yeah, you know, since he's been hurt so much, uh, Chris has been spending time developing a left-handed swing. Why don't don't you uh, Mm -hmm. take a flyer on that? (laughs) But I I think as a Rockies fan, for us, it's just frustrating to see teams in the National League West doing things, being active in the market, trying to improve... It's a tough division. And no, that was the fun of last year where you had four or five te- four of the five teams really like fell in the race at one point. Then the Do- then the Giants kind of fell off and then the Padres started to fall off and then it was Dodgers Diamondbacks. Even then the Dodgers were up and down in that in that race. But it's just it the baseball's better and the division's more competitive when everybody's all in. Yeah, trying to compete and, for it. And even if the division isn't necessarily up for grabs, like yeah. the 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 Dodgers are always going to be the favorites to win the division. That's just how it goes. But it's still more fun 
when everyone is trying to win. Yeah, because you know, maybe you get on a hot streak, you can vault ahead of them or just make life a lot harder for them, kind of screw them over in the playoffs. Oh, now they're having to, to go into the wild card round as the third division leader type of thing. Wouldn't happen, but just be more fun more com- when it's more competitive i think would be would be better absolutely but in order to do that you got to be active you got to do something you can't just sit sit by with on your sit on your hands and just let the the division pass you by got to get active and we will get into that action in the second segment so don't go anywhere here on affected by altitude we'll be right back after these messages let's all go to the lobby Welcome back here to Affected by Altitude. Skyward Timmons here along with Evan Lang. The National League West has been busy. A team in the American League Central, my dream division to be in. (laughs) (laughs) For better or for worse, the Kansas City Royals have surprisingly been very busy. Some of the big spenders they have committed over this past week or so or during this offseason, $105 million this past week on... On free agents, pitchers, they got Seth Lugo and Michael Waka. Also got relievers Will Smith and Chris Stratton. And got former Rocky and friend Garrett Hampson on a $2 million deal. Good for a campster. He's going to look He's gonna look real good in that City Connect that Kansas City has. I actually really like how laid back their, their City Connects are. Mm-hmm. But they've been active and it's there's people like, oh, they're only doing this because there's a vote on the stadium coming up in april like yeah that's probably part of it so but like why not why get mad (laughs) if it works out how great is that for not only royals fans but just the royals in general in their in their approach to things because the last two years the draft the lottery draft lottery kind of screwed the royals where they have been dropped they've lost (laughs) footing both years they have one of the worst uh, ranked farm systems in the league and normally you'd be able to build that up with some top draft picks but they're not getting those because of the draft system so why intentionally try to tank to get draft picks when you can't even you're not even guaranteed to get those drafts picks exactly and it's 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 really nice to see that they're immediately going like even if there's a stadium vote even all of that they had a they had a worse season than the Rockies last year. They had the second worst record in all of baseball. Another team with a hundred plus losses, and they're immediately turning around and spending money to improve. Yeah, like Scott, like Skyler, like you said, they're not getting those top draft picks, but they're managing to get people to come and play for them. Uh, Garrett Hampson, I think, is a really solid overall pickup for them. His ability to play defense and just you know, just be a good part of that team on uh, on a low budget deal where he can play utility for them. And then all this, this pitching talent that they're bringing in, you know, not exactly top end, top of the line talent, but it definitely improves the team. Yeah. And then they're making all these minor league trades. They're, um, they're making other trades, uh, minor league signings. They're having a busy off season and it's really nice to see a team that was as bad as the Royals were last year. And I don't think they were expecting to be that bad last year. Yeah. It was kind of a, kind of a bummer, honestly, to turn around and try and get better. Yeah. And like another one, we forgot they picked up Hunter Renfro 
in the outfield. And it's it's not top of the tier stuff, but mid-tier. And no, that might just do it because the American League Central, it's a pretty weak division. You got the Tigers who are slowly trying to build up, but they got a long way to go. The Twins are kind of the de facto leader, but even they have holes and problems. Namely, they can't win in the postseason for some reason. The White Sox are a mess. Guardians are just kind of stuck in that. I don't know. The Guardian, Guardians are stuck in a weird spot. I don't even know what yeah. they're trying to do because they have that potential to be so good and spend some money bringing some great free agents, but they just don't. It's We're a pitching factory with, eh, we'll take what offense we can. Plus, they have their whole new situation with the new manager and Stephen Vogt for next year. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting year in Cleveland, but for for Kansas city, it's nice to see them making the moves and they do have some, you know, fun, exciting players. Like they have Vinny Pasquantino, um, you know, Bobby Witt jr. Sal Perez. This is not on paper, a bad team. And meanwhile, the, we compare this directly to the Rockies who they've, they've done nothing. Our two big moves were we brought in, we traded for Cal Quantrill. And again, I still like that move, mm-hmm. but we still only basically have a rotation of four guys right now. It's Freeland, Gomber, Quantrill, and Feltner. Maybe Peter Lambert, if he can stay healthy, maybe a handful of other guys, but there's no set fifth starter right now. Because I, would say there's Marquez, not even, I would even say like four and five are kind of unsettled. I so think like, felt I think Feltner's going to be there. Feltner's going to start. Yeah, but it's like but that thing of like it's still kind of uncertain. You're unsure. So like you got your three established, and then like to your point, who yeah. who comes after that? Who's the round? The fact that out? I'm saying I think Feltner is going to start versus yeah. Feltner is definitely going to start. Exactly. Because with like, Armana and, and Senzi, they're out. They're not going to play for most, if not all, of 2024. Yeah, and we're just not doing anything to bring in other starting pitching so far like you know who could have really helped the rockies it, michael waka seth lugo yeah and i just and then our other big move was that we made a waiver claim on jalen beaks mm-hmm. that's it yeah and, and this kind of goes into this main topic of this segment that we talked about it in slack i was kind of the proponent for this driving this and I've been talking to us. We have a lot of conversations in our purple row slack, but it, reading an article about you no, know, why Seth Lugo signed with the, with the, with the uh, Royals is the headline is on MLB.com. I apologize. I can't remember uh, the author's name, but she wrote a really good article and it's about the Royals pitching their future superstars. Like, yes, we're, we're in a win now mode. We feel the division we can win now. And we have these stars on the way. We've got Bobby Witt Jr. Look, who wants, who wouldn't want to play with Bobby Witt Jr.? And we got Salvador Perez behind the dish. He's going to help you as a pitcher get better. And no making these pitches. And there's like the normal stuff, like geographical stuff. And uh, money definitely helps a bit. <laughs> and no, but reading about this is what the Royals were pitching to these uh, free agents mm-hmm. of come here win now we're gonna go and try to win this division now you're gonna we have a spot for you we need you here's our vision of our organization like we have this vision in mind but we want to win now too 
And that's attractive to guys like Seth Lugo, who wanted another chance in a rotation, gets one, has a chance to even lead that rotation. Same could go for like Hunter Renfro or you know, Garrett Hampson and uh, Michael Waka. They're getting these pitches of, no, this is our vision as a club. This is why we want you. This yeah. is why you should come play with us. And that was here's the perks. Here's our guys. Here's our yeah. plan. Uh, this is Ann Rogers, by the way. Um, just so we have we have her name on there. Yeah. Ann Rogers from the Royals Beat newsletter on MLB.com. Yeah. But they like like you're saying, they have this pitch, they have this plan, they have this vision. And they're selling the team to these guys and, and they're buying. Versus, you know, who really doesn't appear to have a vision that they can sell free agents is the Colorado Rockies. And I get that on paper, financially, they're in a little bit of a tough spot this year. They've lost their TV contract, so they're not getting any of that RSN money. But at the same time, there are still moves that you can make. They're still one of the most attended ballparks in baseball. They make a ton from ticket revenue. They do all right for merch sales. Like there are other sources of money and this is another thing where losing that rsn and not really having a vision is where that chris bryant contract really comes home to haunt yeah because that was we we talked about that when we've talked about many times where that signing really seemed like a signing that doesn't really work with a vision that you might have for this team it's just here is a big name guy that we can get and we're going to give him a lot of money Mm-hmm. And now that is just totally biting us here. Yeah. And it's, they're not appealing to like the target guys that what their desires are. And I know the, the thing that always gets me on all of this and wondering like, what's the Rockies pitch? If they were to sit down with like Shohei Otani, even or you know any of these pitchers, what's your pitch to them? Like, what do you tell? What do the Rockies tell free agents? to get them to come sign here and great schools. Yeah. Yeah. That really helps on the field, (laughs) but, but you know what I mean? Like it's, what do they tell them? How do they sell themselves to them? Cause they, when you've heard me on this show, complain about it before gripe on of why do they always confine themselves to, Oh, no pitcher wants to come sign with us. We're not their top option. Why not make yourself the top option? How can you do that? And part of it, have a plan. No, sell them. You have this performance lab down in Arizona now that's going to be opening here really soon. How was that going to help you and your pitchers to conquer altitude? How can you then explain that to free agents of, okay, we're going to give you this three-year, $40 million contract so you can come pitch for us. Here's why you should come pitch for us. And Yeah, you could, you could pitch that as your vision of here's our plan to correct the stigma of pitching at altitude. Yeah. And here's what the goal is. Yeah. And it's wild to me because again, like they, they've always been stung by multiple, you know, pitching free agent deals for starters. It was the Mike Hampton and Denny Nagel deals, despite the fact that I still posit they didn't give Mike Hampton a shot to ever really adjust they bailed after two years of an eight-year contract denny nagel's a whole nother can of worms i'm not going to get into it and then now you've got the bullpen 
with the similar issue of they got bit because they threw money around for the bullpen for that super pen and it blew up in their faces because I would argue again, they didn't really have a vision and they threw money at the guys who, who probably weren't the best fit. Like, yeah, we got one awesome season of Wade Davis, but he still had a four ERA that year. And then that's all. That's really it. That's really mm-hmm. all we got out of that. Yeah. And, and so it's like, there, what would your pitch be if you were, you know, you're Bill Schmidt, you're in charge, and you're sitting down with a free agent and, and his agent, like, what's you, what would your pitch be to that free agent? Well, it doesn't matter whether it's a pitcher or off or a position player, but what's your pitch to that free matter. agent? If it's, if, if it's a pitcher, I think you break it down as this is our vision to to solve pitching at Coors Field. We know it's been a long time and we're finally setting forward with the resources to do it. Here's our new, um, what was it? The Joel wrote lab. about it on Friday with the, the performance lab and, and the, the, the performance lab and looking at like biomedical and, and, and stuff like that. The biomechanics, that's the word I'm looking for. That, I was trying to find that word biomechanics. Um, the pitching lab stuff, all the, the pitching showcases that they do now during the off season. We want you to come in and work with our coaches and work with these people during the off season. And let's make pitching at altitude work. Yeah. Cause we've seen the flashes of it. Like yeah. you, Airman has been, has shown that you can have good pitchers. Kyle free, even Kyle Freeland, like the Rockies have had some solid pitchers out there. Ubaldo you, Jimenez, Jorge De La Rosa, Aaron, Aaron Cook, Cook. Ton of other. You can look at relievers, guys that have had Matt Belisle, Rafael Bentancourt, Houston Street, Greg Holland for a year, Brian Fuentes. That one awesome year of Wade Davis. Like you take what you have learned, yeah, and you actually build on that. Instead of just doing the same thing over and over and over, which is let's get a sinker baller and see how that goes. Uh, but Evan, they've, they've told us that they don't have a type of pitcher that they target. Yeah, but they don't have a type of pitcher that. that they target. So they get these wide variety of pitchers and then they get them up here and then they force them into that mold. We've talked about it before of that major disconnect between the farm system and the major league team when it comes to pitching where you have guys down in the minors who are throwing all this crazy breaking stuff. Noah Davis, for example, we talk about Noah Davis a lot, who really wants wants to get back to throwing more breaking pitches as his bread and butter. And then they call him up and he throws almost exclusively fastballs. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) And it's the same for hitters too. At the very, the Rockies used to have a way to pitch for free agent hitters. And it was, you come to Coors Field and it's going to make your numbers look better. And you can maybe have a little bit of a career resurgence or end your career on a high note. But you can't even say that anymore because at home, the Rockies haven't been that good, especially for power numbers, where over the last several seasons, they're consistently out hit at home in terms of home runs at Coors Field, which would have been unthinkable even like five years ago mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's what can the rockies i guess offer in terms of their pitch to, to guys to make themselves look crap we joked about i have video of peyton manning 
but it's who can help sell the city of Denver to these other players. You know, is, is Chris Bryant? Because we always, what do we hear about Nolan Arnauto? You know, he'd ask Matt Holiday when Matt Holiday was there, what was it like playing in, in, in uh, St. Louis? Oh man, it's the greatest. They were the best. That was awesome. You know, we hear that type of stuff. Oh, it was awesome to be at this other place. But what do players with the Rockies say a lot of the time? Like if they're asked, you know, what would they say? And I'm sure there's guys out there that you know, they always have nice things to say about the organization. Like, yeah, they're really good to me. You know, the fans are awesome. But it just feels like there's still not enough there. Because you look in the 90s, what drew Larry Walker and some of these other guys to Colorado? Oh, it was the fan base. They wanted to play in front of all those fans showing up at Mile High Stadium and Coors Field. Sell out crowds of purple. You can't even say that anymore. Yeah. Sell out hey, crowds of blue. Do you want to come to come play for the Rockies? And you'll get to play in front of a stadium full of Dodgers fans 14 times a year. Yeah. Both in it, Los Angeles and in Denver. It, it just feels like, you know, and this is a deeper conversation we can have another time. But like Chris Bryant, he signed that big contract. You need to be a leader in the community. What does he do for Denver? Is he involved with anything in Denver? You know, we see Russell Wilson out and about doing stuff. We see Nuggets out and about doing stuff. And we see some of the Rockies sometimes out and about doing stuff. Especially the homegrown guys. Kyle yeah. Freeland, Lucas Gilbreth, Pierce Johnson when he was here last year. A lot of the guys who are from Colorado, they are awesome about community yeah. outreach and like saying what a great place Denver, Colorado is. But I would love to see more of that from more of our players. More, I would love Nolan Jones for that to be yeah. sort of like, you know, I'm new to Colorado and this place is amazing. And here's why you should come and play here, especially if it's looking like he's going to be a face of the franchise now going forward. Yeah. So it's like the players have a role as well in helping sell their team because we sat with other who was there in the no pitch to show Otani. Oh, it's Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Who's there for you for Yamamoto? Oh, it's Shohei Otani now and Freddie and Mookie sitting down in the pitch meeting. So it's your your star players play a role in helping draw in free agents as well. Mm -hmm. And part but of that it, is like it, but admittedly, before you can do that, your yeah. front office and your team has to figure out a vision that yep. you want your star players to try and draw people towards. Exactly. Exactly. And the Rockies still haven't proven that they have that. Until they do, we're just going to be having these same conversations for years and years as the Dodgers sign the next big superstar to a 20-year, 20, 20 $1 billion contract deferred into the next millennium. And then the Rockies maybe sign... They, Pull Jamie Foyer out of a Jamie Moyer out of a cryogenic chamber and tell him you want to pitch for us again. Okay, because it's like like we've said, all the Rockies have really done so far is the Cal Quantrill and Jalen Beeks, and then they signed some DSL guys. Yeah, and then we hear, oh, we're kicking around, looking at trades and and pickups. Well, how long does it take to look into that stuff? You look at the you look at the Braves, they're trading a guy and then they're immediately, yeah, we're looking to trade this guy again. Yeah, oh, we just acquired is... we just acquired Matt Carpenter. Yeah, he's gonna be on the move. 
The stove is hot and the Rockies aren't ready to cook. Ooh, put it on a t-shirt. Perfect way to end the segment. <laughs> way to go. But yeah, frustrating times with the Rockies. It's just, this is a hard time of year for us to podcast and write about over and write about. There's just nothing happening. Yeah. And the team's not doing us any favors. Yeah. Like they're just not doing anything. And it's fun to watch the rest of the league do stuff. But it'd be nice if everybody was getting in on the action instead of just one team making all the splashes. Oh, well. Well, that's going to do it here on this segment. We'll come back. We'll have some fun here. Lighter note, have some fun here. Uh, Holiday shopping for our Rockies players. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're back here on Affected by Altitude. Closing things out here. Again, it is the holiday season. Gifts being sent around. People shopping on them. Amazons going to the store. Rockies having all kinds of their holiday sales. Everybody's doing stuff. And, uh, well, figure we might as well pick out some gifts to give to our Rockies for this upcoming season. And uh, so I put out a list of some of these guys, some of the more notable names. We'll think of, we can think of others as we go along. But uh, see, so I'll say a name and then you can think of a, a gift you would want to give them. It can be kind of a gag gift or you can actually get them like a legit, I want so-and-so to have a 40 home runs. That's my gift to him type of thing. I do love Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. So uh, first one I have on my list here, Brenton Doyle won a gold glove in 2023. Kind of gift do you want to get Brenton Doyle? Uh, for Brenton Doyle, I'm stealing this from you because we talked about this pre-show. Uh, for Brenton Doyle, I would like to gift him a full season above the Mendoza line. Ooh, yeah, same here. <laughs> Give him a... A 280 batting average. Oh, 280 would, would be a, 280 would play for Brenton. Um, I do honestly think he's going to have a much better season at the plate next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked at length about how he was adjusting on the fly and having to make a ton of changes. Um, but definitely, I would love to see if he can bat at least like 250 next year. That'll play yeah, for me. Really or have and just and have a really good on base. So to speak, and maybe to for the sake of variety, I would I would give him since you took my gift, <laughs> and it's tacky to give him two things without the receipt. But uh, I'll give him the single season stolen base record for the Rockies. Ooh, ooh, I'm, that's I'm gonna a have good one. I'm gonna have him take down. I think Willie Tavares. So what's the record? Sixty three. That sounds right. So like yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving him the single season uh stolen base record for the Rockies. I'm and that goes, that that compare that uh complements yours very well of he gets on base more, he can steal more bases. Uh 68 from Willie Tavares in 2008. Giving him 70. 70 stolen bases which would be amazing. <laughs> that cuz that also means his on-base percentage is going to be fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, congratulations Brent Doyle we hope you like your gifts uh, next one I have on my list it's Mr. K Boom himself Chris Bryant 
Uh, so my gag gift for Chris is a series of lovely designer braces and slings for his many ailments. <laughs> Just a fancy ointments. <laughs> many balms and salves. <laughs> uh, but also I would like to gift him a season where he plays 100 games. Nice. That would be very nice. I, I keep saying, and we were talking about this again in our Slack channel, in our in our writer's room here, is that I really do think that KB can be a bright spot on this team. He's never going to live up to the contract, but if he can stay healthy, he's proven that he can still play okay. And he's been such a good mentor to these younger guys, especially guys like Nolan Jones. Now, he just needs to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my gift to him would be that brace that Batman uses in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that fixes his knee? That fixes his knee and just goes, and he can kick through a brick wall. I would give them that, for, but for his whole body. And maybe yeah. it gives him some more home runs. That, that never really made much medical sense. It's like, Batman, your knee is completely... It's, you it's have no cartilage in your knee? There's no cartilage. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, what if I put a robot on it that made me kick super hard? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, that doesn't fix the problem. That's going to cause you agonizing. <laughs> that's going to cause you agonizing pain because no. now that bone-on-bone friction is going to be even worse. No, I'm Batman. It'll be okay. I'll I'm not wearing hockey again. pads. Please wear the hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but in reality, uh, I, longevity on the field. Give him. 100 games that's our gift to you is just durability more or less that's our gift to him in 2020 for 2024 some dang old durability it's like when your mom gives you some like pants or shoes for christmas and they're just like make them last please but but hey as an adult you know what i've grown to really appreciate is gifts like clothes and socks Mm -hmm. things i can use especially fun socks i'm at the age now where fun socks are are a delight. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on here, the next one, Kyle Freeland. What would be your gift to Kyle Freeland for the 2024 season? An increased K nine rate. Ooh, be good. I, I would really like Kyle to be able to, because we know he has some strikeout stuff, but I would really like him just to see even closer to league average in terms of strikeout percentage or K nine, K nine rate. Yeah. Uh, my gift to him is better run support. Oh, that's a good one. Didn't he have one of the worst run supports in the league this yes. year? Yes, it would be. But uh, yes, I would definitely give Kyle Freeland better run support so he stops getting degrommed. I like hey, but that our, one. Our, our gifts to the other two guys already, that would help. Yeah. See, we're, we're, it's, a, it's a group effort. <laughs> Uh, next one, what do you buy for a complete stranger you don't know yet in Cal Quantrill? Uh, I don't know. Tim Horton's gift card because he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, hoser. Uh, yeah, but what, what do you get him? I, for me, it would be... Oh, man, what do I want to say? What would it be? For, oh, for, I, for, for his curve for his curveball to work effectively at altitude or is just his breaking stuff for his pitches to not be affected by altitude. Ooh. Eh. Eh. Yes. Uh, for me, what I would want to get Cal is again, health. 
Uh, last year, he really struggled, um, especially and largely due to his shoulder injury. If he can be healthy, I really do think that he can return to form as it were. His first three seasons of the majors were all pretty good. And then just, you know, last year he struggled. And I think he can get back to the to where he was at before. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. But otherwise, we're just going to get him like a pair of socks. With, uh, with some, some of those beaver, fun socks. With some beavers on it and some Tim Hortons logos. And we look, look, Cal, these socks have uh, Timbits all over them. Otherwise, we'll get him a signed photo of Larry Walker. The greatest Canadian to ever live. Or knowing the Rockies, we'll get like a random signed photo of John Axford. What about Jeff Francis? I was going for more obscure and less meaningful. See, I was trying to hit like a middle ground between the two. <laughs> or we'll give him a photocopy of a signed photo of yeah. Larry Walker. <laughs> hey, Jeff it's Francis like signed photo, photo of Larry Walker. <laughs> it works perfectly. Uh, this next one. He's going to probably, it could be his last season of, well, at least maybe his last season with the Rockies and in baseball in general. Charlie Blackman. A retired number. Ooh. I think if this truly is going to be Charlie Blackman's last season and his last home game of the year, you put 19 up. Mm -hmm. Or at least announce that you're going to do it. You don't, you don't make him wait. You don't make him. Yeah. Or at least announce that you're going to, you don't, make him jump through some of the other hoops you put that number up there like i know the rockies are are scant in when it comes to retiring numbers but this is one that you don't screw up on this is chuck nasty he's been the face of your franchise for over a decade now Mm -hmm. and owns if not the record then is darn close for most career numbers in a rockies uniform yeah like commit to it. Uh, otherwise, I, for me, just give him just a classic power surge. Just a, even if it's just he has a power surge in one month where he puts up like six home runs in a month, but just a nice power surge for Charlie Blackman in what could let's, be his final season. Let's get him fifteen home runs. Yeah, at least double digits up to fifteen. That would be nice. Let him go out on a high note. Otherwise, we're uh, man. I would love this. As soon as he retires, then he just shaves the beard and cuts his hair, and then it's never seen again. Yeah, and then he just like he puts on he puts on normal clothes, shaves the beard, cuts the hair, and just assimilates into the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> or he just disappears into the trees in center field, and we oh, Charlie he, lives, Blackman, he lives there now. Charlie Blackman was never heard of again. Heard from again. <laughs> Occasionally, you see what might be him lurking around by the fountains, but you never know if it's really him for sure. Legend says on certain double headers, when the moon is full, you can see Charlie Blackman in center field holding a trout. He's, he's just out there fishing. <laughs> so that's Charlie Blackman. Uh, one Bud Black. What are we getting, Bud Black, in 2024? A That's Baseball t shirt? One of our amazing uh, available on Spreadshirt. that's baseball t-shirts and also this is gonna sound mean a retirement party Ooh! and so they're gonna give him an extension probably but <laughs> it really is i think 
And it's honestly kind of frustrating because the Rockies still haven't finalized or announced their coaching staff, which they, they, they had already done by this point last year, um, which does potentially mean that they're working on signing Bud to an extension or something like that. Yeah. But as much as I like Bud Black, and I do, I always need to preface that I like Bud Black. I just, he is not the manager for this team going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, our gift to him is more rookies. Give him more. I wanted veterans. No, less veterans. He can, or just one. He gets one. One. He gets one. But when we go to the store, you can pick out one veteran, and that's your gift. (laughs) We need a Photoshop. We need a Photoshop now of Bud Black's head on a little kid in a in the toy store, and it's just free agents. Jeez, mom. Mike Moustakis again. But you got me Mike Moustakis last year. <laughs> and it, what, but, 36, <laughs> there were 38 last year. For some reason, my brain went more to like the Marge holding the potato going, I just think it's neat. Just think but, it's it's Mike neat. Mas- but it's Mike Moustakis. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you always trying for to some, give us potatoes I, for I, show and tell? I just, I just think, think they're, they're neat. neat. I, I, I really want to make that Photoshop now. <laughs> Why are you just trying to give us these random veterans? I just think they're neat. Yeah, but black. It's hard to, to get for your... What do you buy for your grandpa? Oh, he's a tough one to get. Yeah, I love my dad, but he's hard to shop for. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Ryan McMahon. I'm getting him a Ted Williams book that says the well, the science of hitting, whatever Ted Williams book was. Just to cut down on those strikeouts and iron out his swing. So mine's a little kinder. I would like Ryan McMahon to finally win that gold glove at third base. Mm-hmm. He has be- been a finalist now multiple years in a row. He has been one of the best third basemen in the league. I would love to see him finally get it. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yes, I would get him the science of hitting by Ted Williams because I don't know if the Rockies are helping him out much. Maybe reading an old Ted Williams book could help iron out his swing. I would give him the cryogenically frozen body of Ted Williams. Yes. (laughs) We would use science to transfer Ted Williams baseball brain into Ryan McMahon. And just Frankenstein it that way. And then it just something just goes horribly wrong. But uh he just has he ha- when he's on, McMahon could be the driving force of this offense, but it's just so streaky at the moment still. Like the potential he hasn't found the consistency throughout a whole season that the I think we all know he can. Even calling it streaky is being pretty generous yeah because you look at ryan mcmahon especially you know i was looking at um thomas harding's newsletter from a couple days ago where ryan mcmahon is looking to rebound in 2024 but in the last 46 games of the season uh ryan mcmahon hit 184 272 301 that's that's rough and for a guy who's supposed to be a franchise cornerstone it it needs to be better than that. Yeah, and uh, he gets uh, the, he get. I think he gets into a 
tendency to, I guess, cast out, get a really long swing. He, he presses and it makes his swing worse. Yeah. Like when he has a short, compact swing, man, that thing's powerful. It's what we, it's what I used to say about Sam Hilliard a lot, mm-hmm. where Sam Hilliard, when he wasn't pressing, when he was just being natural with it, he had a gorgeous swing. But when he's pressing, when he's trying to force it, it doesn't work. Yeah. When he's like, oh, I got to hit home runs, which I think happens to McMahon. The organization kind of expects 30 home runs out of him. Like, you can do it. You can do it. And then I think he presses and tries to get to that. And he still has never capped over 24. Yeah. Which that's fine. If you want to be in the mid twenties, like, but you just got to be a little bit more consistent across the board. So hopefully he could in a 2024, uh, Brendan Rogers. What are we getting? Brendan Rogers. Hmm. A trade to a different team. What else, though? <laughs> oh, I know that's a that's a that's more of a gift for me, so I can get that pitching. I need that pitching. A Charlie Blackman branded beard and hair care kit, mm-hmm. so that he can continue to care for that beard and mullet, and continue to look like the baby Chuck Nasty that he always has. Mm-hmm. On a more serious note, on that, I would uh, actually. It's kind of the same as Chris Bryant, just some durability. And consistency through a full season again. Especially the consistency. If he can play the full season and he cannot be in an because it was so what was it? In 2022, he started the season in an ungodly slump. And then in 2023, he missed so much this season because of that shoulder injury. That he started but, in a terrible slump, but he did finish strong. I think that's the the good point. Yes. So let's just full healthy season and out the gate. Uh, hit the ground running. Yeah. A good month of April. Followed by several other good months. A good month of every month. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Uh, Elouris Montero. What do we get a, in Montero? A legitimate it's... opportunity to be an everyday starter. <laughs> That's more the one that I just barely said for Rogers is a trade to a team where he could play. Yeah, it's it's tough because Monty just never seems like he's never going to get that real chance to be an everyday starter here in Colorado. And so either we need to give that to him or uh, get him some some plane tickets so that he can go join a team that will. Hey, Diamondbacks, you're looking for a power DH, right? Mm. That would make me so sad, though. (laughs) Or uh, how about the Seattle Mariners? I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Package him and Rogers over to the Mariners for some good pitching. Or at least a pitcher. Like That could get done. I think. You could also potentially... I don't know if Rogers' arm could handle it. I was going to say. So they really don't have a starting third baseman right now for longevity say you could move Rogers to third if you think his arm can handle it. Hmm. Who knows? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, that would be a... give us uh I don't know, George Kirby. Ooh. 
And then we'd probably end up with Bryce Miller. That was the one that was on the trade block, potentially. Um, we couldn't even – I'm surprised we didn't get Marco Gonzalez still. I'm still shocked that the Rockies did not bring him in. Free agency is only a year away, Evan. He'll be back. They always come back. Uh, Bill Schmidt is looks at the looks at a free agent sometimes like he like a Wayne did in Wayne's World at the guitar. She will be mine. Oh yes, she will be. Anyways, uh, one last one here. I'll let you pick Evan. Any other Rocky you can think of that you would want to do a gift shop for? Hmm. <laughs> Has to be a current Rocky on the team. Yes. Uh, for Nolan Jones, some postseason hardware. I think a silver slugger and a gold glove would do nicely. Because mm. what what does that Christmas song say? It's silver and gold, silver and gold. Yes. I don't think we can get copyright stricken if we just say the words. You can't copyright the word silver and the word gold. I'm not singing the song, which I think is also public domain, so it's fine. But just in case. (laughs) Oh, no, that snowman's knocking at my door. (laughs) What is... I shouldn't plug other podcasts on here, but one of my favorite bits from the podcast, my brother, my brother and me is uh frosty. The homunculus made of wet sand. What? So they're talking about like, what if you just put like that magic hat on a, a big thing of like wet oh, yeah. sand or something. Like mm-hmm. if, if, if you have the magic hat, but it's a place where it doesn't really snow that much. <laughs> yeah. That hat has magical powers. Who knows what it could do, Evan? But uh, let's see. For me, one last one. Um, oh, man. Oh, I'm trying so hard not to, I guess, to pick a good one because I just want to make a joke about something, but I don't know. I mean, make the joke. I. That's the thing. I don't have a joke. <laughs> no. I, th- I thought you were saying you had a joke in the barrel, but you were trying to think of something. No, else. I do not have one. In the barrel. I don't know. Um, I'll go with uh, what's his face. Yeah, what's his face? Thank you. Very descriptive. (laughs) That could be anyone. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar. We'll give him one. Uh, I think it's another one. I think tapping in better plate discipline. That's what I give him. The bat is there. The potential is there. He's just got to iron out that, that approach at the plate. He's a little too aggressive. So it results in a lot of bad hits, a lot of strikeouts. He's got that cargo swing where ain't never going to be a curveball or a slider in the dirt that he doesn't want to chase. Yeah. But he's got to get, if he's going to swing at those, he's got to be able to make contact. Because prime cargo, it was okay for him to take that swing because he could do something with it versus... Remember end of career cargo where, you know, the bat speed had really slowed down and he just couldn't do anything with those pitches anymore. Yeah. But uh, that, that's what we, that's what I'd give him. Just better plate discipline. But anyways, enjoy your gifts, Rockies players and Bud Black. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> but uh, no, that should be good. A lot of good stuff in there, Evan. And I think that's going to bring 
our show to a close here for our holiday spectacular of talking about the Rockies not doing much of anything. <laughs> Speaking of not doing much of anything, just uh, this is this will be short. This is something that popped into my brain last night. What would you do if the Rockies brought back Randall Grichik as the veteran bat? I'd be okay with that. You would be whelmed? I'd be okay with it. Okay. I was curious about that. Because honestly, like, I know that they keep saying, well, we want to bring in a veteran. It's like, I can think of two veterans that I'd really be okay with them bringing back. And that's Mike Moustakis or Randall Grichik. Because Randall Grichik has that capacity. If you need to, he can start in right field every day. And he was hitting very well. Yeah. For the Rockies last year, uh, I mean, his performance fell off an absolute cliff when he got to the Angels. But I mean, that's the Angels. Yeah, but even then, it was okay. It it was bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be. I'd be okay with him coming back. Okay. He has to only be the bench option, though, to start. I'd be fine with that. I'd be absolutely fine with that. But uh, we'll see. Though he still never changed his uh, Instagram profile to a Rockies uniform, so. He never really used his Instagram. Oh, he uses it all the time. He just never changes pictures. Oh. Who am I thinking of? Oh, no, I'm thinking of um, Chase Anderson. So we were trying to i was trying to roll through everybody's you know photos because was it joel who was writing the article about tattoos uh probably yeah it was either it was either joel or renee who were trying to write the article about um the pictures with tattoos and i was like well let's just look through everybody's instagram and chase in chase anderson's instagram had almost no photos of himself makes sense it was almost all um like vaguely religious aphorisms or Bible quotes and stuff like that, which is fine. But I'm like, this is not helping me. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> scrolling through and then like after 10 pages or whatever of all of that, it's like, okay, well, here's a picture of him and his family. And we're back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Where are we at? We were closing things up and then I unnecessarily extended the show for another couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyways, we appreciate everybody tuning in and sticking with us throughout this year. And truly, you are a gift to us. The real gift is our listeners. The the real gift is the podcast we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) But as always, you know, definitely it's this holiday season. We definitely appreciate everybody that sticks with us throughout the year. And uh, first year independent with Fans for Sports Network in this new year of offshooting year of just evan and i hanging out and uh we've got a hundredth episode coming up in the near future we're getting close this is what like 91 92 this will be 92 Ooh, and so hopefully we can get some something more special for that 100th episode to talk around stuff but uh awesome we just have an awesome time doing this and we appreciate everybody tunes in it is a true gift to us to have fans and, and people that interact with us good stuff but uh we hope everybody enjoys the rest of their holidays we won't be here on christmas because the episode would drop on christmas and uh nobody's gonna listen to that we don't even want to record it but uh we'll, we'll 
close out the year here. We get a couple weeks. Maybe we'll have another one before the year ends or just do something fun on like a Friday night. Who knows? We'll figure out some plans. So stay tuned on where can they find us to stay tuned, Evan? Well, you can always follow Rocky Mountain Rooftop on both Twitter and YouTube. Uh, on Twitter and YouTube, we are at Rocky Mountain Rooftop. That's at R-O-C-K-Y-M-T-N Rooftop. You can find me on Twitter at, at Evan underscore Lang 27, as well as on threads at that same handle and on Blue Sky at, at Evan Lang 27.bsky.social. Uh, Skylar, where can everybody find you at on the social medias? You can find me over on X, formerly known as Twitter, at sideline underscore crowd. You can also find me writing Wednesday rock piles over at Purple Row and just writing articles for Fans for Sports Network. Fun times. Uh, you can also follow at every Rocky ever. Got a brand new episode coming up this week that you're hearing this episode talking about a, a certain shortstop that played for the Rockies. Number two. Yeah. We're at the time of year where the, uh, (laughs) where the rock piles are getting real tough because the Rockies aren't Mm -hmm. giving us anything to write about. So you got to dig into the bag of tricks and see what you can come up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talk about Troy Tulowitzki on the next episode of every Rocky ever. There's a fun conversation. My brother and I having a conversation about that. Did you know Skylar that the first Rockies Jersey I ever owned like the first official Rockies jersey was a Troy Tulowitzki jersey. I got it as a birthday present from my mom the season he was traded. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, at least it's it was, so better. Mine was Ian Stewart. It was a couple of years into that contract, and I was like, I and my mom said I could finally get a jersey. It's going to be for my birthday. My birthday is right at the beginning of the season uh, during spring training. So I'm like, Tulo's not going anywhere, and he's my he's my favorite guy. Let's let's pull the trigger on a Tulo jersey, and he was gone that year. Yeah, my first jersey was a uh, for Christmas was Ian Stewart. Ooh, I think I still have it. And I don't even know if he was on the team still or not. You know, or he I was. Still- it was just one of those. My parents went to Sports Authority in the mall in Pueblo and got it from the sports authority on super cheap. Cause it was the discounted, it was a discounted Jersey. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But still I was like, Ian Stewart. I tried I to turn into a LeMahieu one. Once. And Ian Stewart Jersey every now and then at Coors. They probably got it on clearance at sports authority. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with clearance jerseys. I have uh, a ton of my jerseys that I own. I'm a Jersey collector. And if not for clearance jerseys and sales, I would I would have bankrupted myself. Uh, yeah, I'm constantly hunting MLB shop for a discount jerseys. They're I've got great. a Sandy Alcant- Alcantara one coming. Miami City Connect jersey coming. It was six That's bucks. Just the jersey? Yeah. For six dollars? Yeah. Dang. There's some and there's some like World Baseball Classic stuff on sale, like a Vladimir Guerrero Dominican jersey and some all-star shirts i'm gonna have to uh take a look after yeah, we mlbshop.com and just click on clearance and put on the can... promo code rocky mountain rooftop and you'll get zero percent yeah <laughs> you can put it in maybe something will happen oh man it just charges them more money <laughs> what's like, really, oh, what no. i'm really looking forward to um I hope you get a chance to come out because that'd be fun maybe we could do something there is a rockies fest is coming up in january and they have clearance sales and garage sales and all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, I got my hands on an authentic batting practice 
like team issued batting practice jersey for like ten bucks. Mm. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. But well, we've dragged this out long enough, I think, Evan. <laughs> we've dragged it out for so long. Mr. Papadopoulos is gonna kill me. We're gonna keep going another forty minutes. We're not having another two hour episode. We already did one of those this off season. I I don't think we'd be able to make it to two hours. Um, there's just not enough to talk about. Oh, we could find enough. Oh, we could. It, yeah, but fine. It's not going to be entertaining. Uh, yeah, probably. I could but, fill uh, like 20 minutes probably just messing with my cat. <laughs> oh, go. We'll just turn this into one of those YouTube videos where you're just opening up stuff. Unboxing videos and then playing with toys. Welcome back to this unboxing video. Today I'm unboxing this toothbrush I got from Amazon. <laughs> or uh what is this? What is this? What is this? Uh the Marcus Semyon City Connect bobblehead. Neat. It is pretty neat. I uh I managed to get all three of the Rangers City Connect bobbleheads. Nice. Nice on. I got in person. Nice on. Nice. But uh, alrighty. Well, we're gonna close this. Up. We, should, we should wrap this up. Now. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends. Let us know how we're doing. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on the things that we've shared, and uh, feel free to uh, leave a review. Hopefully, a five star review it helps grow the show on your favorite podcasting platforms. But until next time, I'm Skylar. That's Evan. Hit him with it. Farewell. Merry Roxmas. You you all get cold. Uh, Farewell and happy holidays, everybody.